Hi folks, and welcome to the 23rd edition of Weber's Whipping Post, coming from my office in Bourbon, Illinois. I'm Weber, and I'm delighted you took time out of your schedule to listen to me up on my soapbox. This episode is entitled, An American Scandal. Today I'm going to talk about a Florida execution, Geraldo Rivera, John Durham's testimony before Congress, a Beatles song, Biden money raising California, shooting Trump, John Kerry hubris, and a few other noteworthy tidbits before winding up with my latest commentary. But first, I'd like to tell you that this episode came to you from the fine folks at George Ryan Jr. Insurance Company. You can depend on the Ryan Insurance Company for nearly all your insurance needs and in many different states. Call us at 815-936-0075 for a quote today. That's 815-936-0075. Or you can look them up at their website at www.grinsure.com. Florida got around to executing Dwayne Owen on June 7th some 39 years after he murdered and raped two women. Are you kidding me? It took 39 years to rid the country of the reprobate who killed 14-year-old Karen Slattery, who was babysitting, and two months later, a 38-year-old mother, Georgiana Worden. The amount of time it took to execute this man for his crimes is absurd. Hell, Worden's children are now in their 40s and have had to live with this their entire life. Taxpayers have had to pay for his existence for that long as well. Why was Owen, who is white, allowed to live longer than both his victims? I understand the logic of not wanting to execute possibly innocent people, but that did not apply in this case. At about the same time that was going on, we learned that a Texas convict, Robert Moriarty, was apprehended and arrested for killing his wife and 11-year-old daughter, then hiding them in the garage of their abandoned property months earlier. He was living in a Dallas hotel with his two other kids, ages 3 and 10. Moriarty led the police to the bodies. This would be a pretty good indication he committed the murders. So how long is he going to be able to spend in prison on our dime? Did you see Geraldo Rivera is leaving Fox's The Five show and taking his mustache with him? Good riddance. Liberal bastard is a hot-headed big mouth. I hate that quality about liberals. I can't really think of one redeeming thing about him throughout a long career on TV with spectacular failures. Remember Al Capone's vault? Go back to Cleveland, Geraldo. John Durham's report before Congress should be a wake-up call to every American. The trouble is, very few know what his report was about, and sadly, many don't even know who Durham is. If you don't know who he is, Durham is a lawyer who was a U.S. attorney for the District of Connecticut until he was assigned in 2019 to investigate the FBI investigation into Russian interference in the 2016 elections. Those will be the elections the Democrats stole. I can't prove that, but will go to my grave believing it. In 2020, Durham was appointed special counsel for the Department of Injustice on the very subject. Durham's testimony before Congress last week revealed Hillary Clinton's campaign was funneling false information to the FBI, so they shut down their own investigation into Clinton with no charges and blindly or fraudulently opened up a case against Trump. The agent running the sham Trump-Russia investigation was not even presented with information showing Clinton as the source. Still, the totally corrupt Department of Injustice is not investigating Clinton's involvement 
but indicting Trump as he runs for president. This, folks, is what justice looks like in America today. The new Beatles song I mentioned last week might be out yet this year is entitled Now and Then. It is supposed to be a ballad that was among some homemade demos John Lennon had but never finished. I saw Fox got around to discussing AI's impact on the music business and how it might be a copyright infringement. I hadn't thought of that issue last week when I mentioned it either. I told you I might know more about women. Speaking of McCarthy, I watched the Sunday morning news last Sunday and did a piece of a museum showing McCarthy's photography. Come on, Paul. You're 81 years old and have perhaps the most accolades in history of accolades. How many more do you need before you die? Nice hair, though. While I was writing this, a headline popped up on television saying Joe Biden is headed to California to raise money for his campaign. Two things immediately came to my mind. One, anyone that would donate to Biden should not be allowed to vote. They're not bright enough or they're buying favors. If you hate Trump that much, vote for Kennedy. Two, anyone voting for Biden is risking this country to a Kamala Harris presidency. If you're willing to risk that, you should not be allowed to vote. In all due respect, Ms. Kenny, I disagree with your statement concerning the release of the Nashville shooter's writings. I understand your feelings of despair and wanting to just be left alone after your daughter was executed. When my sister was killed in a car crash, the only thing I wanted was to be left alone. Those feelings are only natural, ma'am. But I also realized those people visiting only had our best interest at heart and couldn't be blamed for being there for me and my family. The public needs to know what that deranged pervert was thinking and writing about before murdering those poor people, because the transgender issue is such a major point of discussion in our society right now. Shouldn't be, but it is. We have a need and right to know to protect others in our society. You knew they were thinking it, and now we know for sure. Democrat Stacy Plaskett, a representative of the U.S. Virgin Islands, said publicly that Trump should be shot. She was on a Sunday morning show on MSNBC criticizing Trump for having classified information at his home, claiming he put it out and shared it with anyone and everything. He needs to be shot, she blurted out. Realizing what she had done, she quickly changed herself to stopped. I wonder why she doesn't have the same opinion about those documents in Biden's house. I assure you, Stacy, us conservatives don't want Biden shot. Even though our major cities are suffering record numbers of violence, the geniuses in the Boston City Council submitted a budget to the mayor that would cut the police department by $31 million and veteran services by another $900,000. You have to wonder who was the pinhead that came up with that idea in the first place. Fortunately for Boston, their Democrat mayor, Michelle Wu, rejected the cockamamie idea. And while this is going on, ultra-liberal representatives Tlaib and Presley introduced a bill before Congress to prohibit landlords conducting background checks on potential renters, including criminal history. You can't make this stuff up, folks. The inmates are running the asylum. Speaking of violence in the cities, what about the killing fields of Chicago? 51 people shot over Memorial Day weekend. Another 60 were shot over the Juneteenth holiday weekend. As of June 9th, the city leads the nation in murders at 166. This is happening only 50 miles from my office. It used to be we would take long weekends going to Chicago to fancy restaurants and see concerts, plays, and shows. We wouldn't go there now on a bet. 
On June the 5th, some 33-year-old guy, evidently thinking he was Wiley E. Coyote, went over the edge on the Grand Canyon West Skywalk. This is that glass horseshoe-shaped structure that hangs out over the rim and my wife will never walk on. The man came down with a splat 4,000 feet below the rim. What was left of his now flattened body was scraped up and transferred to the Halapai Nation Indian tribe, although the report did not say why. I suppose I will be hearing from the mental health people about this. Actually, I would like to think this broadcast got out far enough to get the mental health folks riled up. It's the Darwinian law, folks. Survival of the fittest. Did you hear that a government watchdog group, Protest of Public's Trust, filed an ethics complaint against John Kerry for violating federal scientific integrity policies by spreading disinformation? In other words, he shot his mouth off and didn't know what the hell he was talking about. In May, Kerry said 15 million people die annually as a consequence of greenhouse gas emissions. His remarks were made at the Department of Ag's Climate Summit. Before getting back on his jet to go home from Washington, D.C. to Martha's Vineyard, Kerry followed that whopper up with 10 million more people perish annually as a result of extreme heat. You can bet that anything that comes out of that gas bag's mouth is a lie. How would you like to go to a rock concert and wind up being part of the band? Me, me, me. Every guy's dream, huh? Well, it happened to a man named Scott Halpin. In 1973, the late Halpin attended a concert at the Cow Palace in Daly City, California, to see The Who. The Who's drummer, Keith Boone, passed out from a combination of too much brandy and horse tranquilizer. The promoter, Bill Graham, and lead guitarist, Roger Townsend, both asked if there was anyone in the crowd who could play drums. And the rest, as they say, is history. Halpin's performance was good enough that The Who thanked him, put a tribute on their website when Halpin died, and he was named by Rolling Stone for Pickup Player of the Year. It was later learned that Halpin hadn't played the drums in over a year and was admittedly rusty. Hey, on June 13th, one of the Democrats' Gestapo arms, the IRS, showed up at the Highwood Creek Outfitters in Great Falls, Montana, unannounced. Twenty agents magically appeared like fairies with AR-15s and bulletproof vests. They had a search warrant for business records, and by God, they intended to serve it. Among the items seized were over 20 boxes of ATF Form 4473s, meaning literally thousands of forms giving them access to everyone who bought a gun from the store and what they bought. This ain't right. You agents know it ain't right either. I'm not so naive to think that owner Tom Van Hoos had something going that might not be according to Hoyle, but still, you're turning on your fellow citizens. We have a right to protect ourselves from the government. It says so right in the Bill of Rights. Speaking of this ain't right, after five years of investigating, Hunter Biden has agreed to plead guilty to two misdemeanor counts of tax evasion and a pretrial diversion agreement, whatever the hell that is, for a charge of firearm possession by a drug user. The tax evasion deals with $1.5 million in income he received in 2017 and 2018, which would amount to over $200,000 in taxes to be owed to the IRS. The tax and gun charges could possibly get him 12 years in the slammer at maximum, but nobody thinks he will do any time. Wesley Snipes did three years for the exact same crime. But after all, he's innocent, according to his father, who more than likely got some of that one and a half million bucks himself. 
According to CNN, the Injustice Department is expected to recommend a sentence of probation for the tax misdemeanors and the gun possession charge will ultimately be dismissed if Joe's boy abides by certain conditions. For the record, folks, the Department of Injustice may be violating its own internal policies with this case. There is a document called the Ashcroft Memo that requires they charge the highest provable offense and seek consistent sentences with other cases brought by the Department of Injustice. This does not seem to be the case with Joe's boy. Have you noticed, though, every day the media talks incessantly about the Biden and son misdeeds, yet nothing is visibly being done about it. If Trump sneezes, the Department of Injustice jumps. One would think there is some vehicle or mechanism for us to be able to collapse the Department of Injustice or arrest the useless Merrick Garland for dereliction of duty. Wouldn't that be a job for Congress? Hey, I feel bad for those five people who paid all that money to travel in a submersible to see the Titanic. They say it imploded, which would certainly be a better way to perish than slowly running out of oxygen. Now they're saying the Navy heard the explosion shortly after the sub went into the water. I wonder if we'll ever know the truth. Here's a nice story. Did you see where two brothers were drafted in the top five of the NBA draft? Amin Thompson was drafted fourth by the Houston Rockets and his brother, Osser, was drafted fifth by the Detroit Pistons. A Frenchman went first, Victor Wimanyama, to the San Antonio Spurs. He's seven foot five. I don't normally pay much attention to the NBA and only watch college ball in March Madness season, but those were a couple of nice stories anyway. Seven foot five. Hey, this broadcast is brought to you by the folks at Court Street Ford, now in their 40th year servicing Kankakee County. Stop by their showroom at 558 William Latham Drive in Bourbon A and check out that amazing GT in the showroom. Court Street Ford is open from Monday through Saturday, offering new car and truck sales, pre-owned autos, and vehicle servicing. You can call them at 815-348-7024 or check out their website at www.courtstreetford.com. Order the Ford of your dreams today. Now, for an American scandal. They're not after me, they're after you. I'm just in the way. We're living in a historic era, one that we've written about extensively long after we're gone. Unfortunately, our history might not be seen favorably. We may be seen as a generation that witnessed our government taken over while we slept. As we argue over gender and race, work less and get high more, disavow our history and allow others to access our children's minds, a dark cabal has infiltrated our government, one that intends to fundamentally alter this nation into socialistic mediocrity. There is one man who's tried to do something about our Malay, but like most of us, he has his faults. He's brash and full of hubris, makes rude remarks, and has a checkered history. Because he's successful, some people, evidently without fault, attack and ridicule him. They can't see past the warts of a man who spent a lifetime committed to excellence, succeeding more than most in possessing the wisdom of accomplishment. Of course, I'm talking about Donald Trump. He's leading in all the polls by a large margin, indicating he might be the Republican nominee. He's also leading against the potential Democrat challengers. It would appear a majority of Americans would like to see Trump as their president again. But there's a problem with this. The deep state can't allow Trump in the Oval Office again. He's not one of them. He doesn't conform with their objective of fundamentally changing this country. 
He prefers America's greatness and doesn't want it changed. Therefore, he must be eliminated by evidently any means necessary. Faced with this quandary, the deep state first tried to minimize Trump with not one but two failed sham impeachments, leaving an ugly stain on American politics that will never be erased. Achieving no success with sham impeachments, they removed him from office through a ballot box manipulation, replacing him with their own Manchurian candidate, hell-bent on finishing the job started under Barack Obama. But still, Trump didn't go away. He's come back and is now flourishing in the polls. Since shooting him is blatantly illegal and would make him a martyr, they came up with another plan. Try taking him down in bogus indictments and court appearances. So, Attorney General Merrick Garland, a consigliere in the Biden administration and crime unit, deployed prosecutors to bring charges and indictments against Trump. The first was Alvin Bragg charging Trump for allegedly paying off a porn actress over eight years ago. Next, another New Yorker, Jack Smith, brought charges against Trump for having presidential documents in his home, evidently a serious crime as long as you're not named Biden or Clinton. By the way, Jack Smith's wife, Kate Shavigny, was lauded for her recent Michelle Obama documentary. Folks, only one president in history has been impeached twice and then indicted twice in our 237 years history. Trump. Was Trump that much more devious than any of the other 45 presidents? Why is there one legal standard for Trump and a separate set for others? Are we comfortable with this? Here's how far the deep state tentacles reach. Trump is having a difficult time finding good lawyers to represent him. Lawyers are being cowered into submission by the deep state by a group called the 65 Project. Bet the complicit media didn't tell you about this liberal outfit either. According to famed attorney Alan Dershowitz, the 65 Project is a nefarious group who intimidates lawyers into not representing anyone or anything associated with Trump. Think about that. One organization specifically in business to prevent attorneys from representing one man, thus denying him his Sixth Amendment right of representation by a lawyer. If an attorney represents Trump, they will harass and shame that attorney, then find something to charge them with. Attorneys are taking this seriously. Using dark money, the group includes a former Senate Majority Leader, an advisor to George W. Bush, a former Utah Supreme Court Chief Justice, and a former American Bar Association president, all Democrats. Dark money is defined as spending to influence elections, but the source of the money is not revealed to voters. Dershowitz himself was targeted by this group when he defended Trump in an impeachment. There were physical threats made to his safety. Dershowitz, by the way, is a liberal Democrat. Additionally, it has just come to light that the Washington, D.C. think tank, the Heritage Foundation, has sued Alvin Bragg as they believe Bragg communicated with the Justice Department, the White House, and New York Representative Daniel Goodman about Trump's indictment. In other words, they were all in cahoots with each other. And then comes the news about the Hunter Biden sweetheart deal. We're watching from the sidelines the wrongful persecution of a U.S. citizen, a former president who could have retired with his money and success, but has chosen to forge on for us. We are allowing the deep state to keep their thumb on their side of the scales of justice to snatch our country right out from underneath us. Trump's doing it for us. It's time we stand up for ourselves by getting the vote out for Trump. You can visit my website at www.weberswhippingpost.com for past blogs and podcasts. 
or send me a note with your thoughts about the program and I might just send you a Weber's Whipping Post hat. Please tell others about this podcast. Mm-hmm.